Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Today is, tonight, today, both, is a returning champion, <laughs> Colton Reyes. Colton, how you doing? Nice. Nice. So, you moved to a state that you swear exists called Oklahoma. And and you're not lying to me that this is a real place, right? Yeah, it's not it's not a lie. It's a real place. Prove it. I don't believe it's, it. it. It's <laughs> north of uh, Texas. <laughs> don't, don't, don't get me started on Texas, brother. Don't get me started on Texas. <laughs> let's talk about their power grid. No, let's not. So tell me, you've you've left Oregon. You've left teaching in IEC. You've gone to uh, a new a new adventure down there in tornado alley how's it going i mean tell me what's going on what's happening in your life oh well i mean it, it, it's definitely been an adventure it's been uh a, a shock you know coming back to or coming to a state where i had to you know unlearn codes what because they were so far behind on uh the code adoption okay so, they're, so, they're so not... let's talk about that so what ver, what like what revision are they working on or what year so when I first got here, uh, September of 22, mm-hmm. um, they were still working off of the 2014 NEC. Okay. This is better than yeah. CMS, which is the federal standard, which is working on 2010 or 11, depends on which code you're on. So I'm a little happier. So 2014 <laughs> is, is decidedly not 2020 anything. Yes, but uh, the end of last year, it was around, um, I think it was December, uh-huh. is when they announced that they were going to skip a bunch yeah. of uh, code books, and they went to 2019. Okay, good. Well, so now they're up to code. I mean, honestly, that's that's a good that's a good yeah. job. Yeah, and, it's and a, that's that's just Oklahoma City. That's just Oklahoma City. Yep. Which is All a the place in Oklahoma. This fictional place yes. you live in, Oklahoma City, is in that fictional place. Okay. Right. Yeah. Now I got it. OKC. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. See. <laughs> okay. See. So, uh, so what is the result, or, or what ha- what happens in a state where they don't have current codes and they're adopting new stuff? Like, like, tell me your experiences there and and how you had to unlearn how to do stuff. Well, um, so it's not really like, you know, per se unlearning things. It's just knowing that the things that I am used to doing is way above and beyond the, the bare minimum standard mm-hmm. uh, of the code requirements. So just making sure that I'm not uh, going above and beyond, too far above and beyond uh, what the company is willing to, you know, pay the time for. Right? Oh, because oh, you're bidding jobs based upon the older way to do yeah stuff. so so making sure that i'm not you know all of a sudden adding a bunch of extra parts to a job that shouldn't be on the job or anything like that even though you know i'll ask about hey can we do this can we actually put in isolation modules 
and you know split a building in half at least can we can we can we help ourselves out here and and be as advanced as the northwest please oh, please <laughs> right so um i got on with uh fire troll i'm not, la- I'm not uh, laughing here. at you i'm laughing with you but i get it <laughs> Yep. So um, I got on with Fire Troll out here, and uh, the the really good thing is they they were like, we know you come from Oregon. Mm-hmm. We know that they are uh, above and beyond what is here, and we want that. Okay. So they were just like, hey, whatever you did up in Oregon, just just work towards that here. Just do it. Nice. Just do it. We want high quality work. We want to make sure that we're meeting all of the requirements and standards and in some cases planning for going above and beyond mm-hmm. because codes are going to be changing, right? Right. And they're going to be and adopted here shortly. And eventually they're going to be up to, to standards that we expect in, in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yep. So um, did a project for them that was a, a decent sized project. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the biggest project I've ever been on, but for that company, it was a decent sized school project. Uh, it was for a technical school called Metrotech. And uh, doing that project was fantastic because I was able to throw my quality in it and nice. uh, make sure that all of the stuff that needed to get done for the longevity of the system got done. So like labeling everything, oh, every wow, yeah. single detector was labeled, every single notification device was labeled, horn strobe, speaker strobe, whatever it was, it was all identified by its circuit and device number and that circuit. Nice. So I made sure everything was up to par on that and had them add two isolation modules so mm-hmm. we could split the LSLC in half for the building. Nice. Since we were already having to split it anyways. Um, and did that they, way we've just, got that isolation there. Was it all like there. class A or class B or did they, did they specify? It's or? all class B. It's all class B. It's all class B, yeah. Um, some of the, uh, the sites that they have are military grade mm-hmm. uh, specs for the requirement. That's what um, I would think. I would have one... thought that. I, I mean, off, right off the top of my head, I thought, well, it's Tornado Alley, and it's, you know, so there's there's a there's a big disaster thing, and then there's, but I just would have assumed they would have gone Class A, but I get it. Yeah, no, there, there's no requirement for Class A. Okay. Um, uh, the military contracts that uh, Fire Troll has, they do Class A on those sites right, because that's, um, you know, an Air Force base, yeah. Tinker Air Force base, or whatever. Um, and they do it there mm-hmm. when it's required, but it's, I mean, it's still not always required. It's still pre- pretty much a rarity on, on that kind of stuff, select installs. So, so um, but it, it's just been really nice being able to, you know, have that freedom to, Hey, we want you to go above and beyond and actually let you do it. Nice. How, and how are your apprentices up there working? I mean, how, how is it working with, with their group? Cause there's not, they don't have the training like, do they have any licensing requirements other than just a journeyman license? Or, or what, what What does it take to jump through the hoops to become a low-voltage electrician in limited energy um, electrician, I should say? It, it definitely doesn't take much. Really? So there is a license, a but it's an occupational license. An occupational um, license? Where can I buy one of these? Does it come out of like a vending machine? No, you still have to go to the government <laughs> okay, for nice. it. So, I mean, what is it? What is the requirement to to be a uh, be a licensed electrician or or a limited energy electrician in, in Oklahoma? Um, you got to become a, a helper. Okay. So you got to become a licensed occupational helper for whatever system that you're you're going into. Actually, no, it's a generic helper license. Okay. So you can work on any of the stuff with a uh, occupational licensed technician for those systems because it's system based. 
Oh, really? So it's not just like you have class A or class B, like in Oregon, you have fire alarm, you have CCTV, you have intrusion, you have nurse call, all of that. So did, were you able to so, prove competency in all those systems so that you can do them all? Or what, or are you, are you now? I was able to prove it. Okay. Yeah, I was able to prove it, but it doesn't correlate. Really? So you're not pigeonholed really? into just doing fire or just into, into access control? I mean, or are you? Well, so like my, my license didn't, doesn't correlate at all. At all. They, they don't, they don't even care. They're just like, oh, good for you. Take this test. Huh. So the, the bare minimum. So if you're, you're an apprentice, okay. you become a helper okay. and you got to do, I believe it's nine months or not nine months, uh, three months. So 90, 90 days mm-hmm. of, of work. And then you can go take your test. And then and once you pass the test, you're uh, licensed, licensed to do that work. Yeah, so it doesn't take long to be um, meeting the requirements to go take that test. Wow. That's yeah. a short apprenticeship, my friend. Wow. With, with very, 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 very short. Uh-huh. I'm just like, wow. Um, uh-huh. wow. Okay. So, you know, you run into journeyman who are like, yeah, I've been doing this for a year, and I'm running jobs on fire alarm systems, but I still don't know enough. Um, okay, so you know, give me your fair assessment of what you've run into when you do. Like, have you do you have you done service work down there, or is it just? Yeah, so I'm currently in in service with a, a different company. I'm okay. now working with uh, uh, ADT Commercial, which is now Evron. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. They, they, they got bought out and it's a official right. change with the beginning of this month. So um, I know another I'm working service with them <laughs> and primarily fire stuff. But um, the the amount of quality of, you know, of work is kind of like what you guys see up there on those older buildings, right? The ones that just really have not been touched yet. Right. That's, that's kind of what the, the quality of work I'm running into because there's a lot of old buildings out here and they don't really force you know, certain things to be updated. It's it's really weird. Okay. I don't I don't really I don't know if I'm just not seeing the stuff in the times that it does happen. Because mm-hmm. like I'm either on new construction, which is what I was doing in in Firetrawl, or doing, you know, some remodel work, but the remodel work that they're doing, they've they've literally ripped everything out. Huh. So nothing's left, period. Could be so because they're doing so a complete complete change. Yeah. So they're doing a complete change, but then there's, you know, like the, the other buildings that usually don't get remodeled mm-hmm. that I'm wor- working on in service. And so they're just old and there's, you know, cables everywhere. It's just rat's nest here and there, drape and rape, you know, it's just laying everywhere. <laughs> I heard that term. That's, that's, uh, uh, okay. So in your assessment, if they, if if you could wave your magic wand and help structure stuff for Oklahoma, would, you would recommend a system similar to what we have up here in Oregon and Washington? And I'm not leaving Washington out. I want I want to include Washington because the, they've got... There, there's, a, so, the there's an Oregon are so similar, yeah. So um, I would, um, based on my experience with Oregon, of course, so I have you know a bias towards, towards that uh, structure because it does get the results that the state's looking for. Mm-hmm. You get competent journeymen and like fresh journeymen, you get competent once at least 90% of the time, depending on the experiences they have going through the apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. 
because unfortunately there are still some apprentices that only learn how to pull cable. Right, right. And that's unfortunate. But compared to, to here where you've got um, uh, apprentices that for, you know, three months are being taught only a select little bit of how to do things mm-hmm. and then they get their license and the company, you know, not all the time, I'm sure, but the company goes, all right, you're ready. Let's throw you to the wolves wow. and just get you out on a system, whichever system that is. So now you're installing intrusion systems of whatever manufacturer for that company without, you know, another journeyman there because the, the building's not big enough to require more than you and one helper. And now you're fresh journeyman your fresh, you know, licensed technician training a helper. Hmm. So, so out of curiosity, are is there a, is there a pretty strong union presence there? Uh, is IBW present? And I believe it is. Uh, I haven't really looked into it, but I run across union uh, electricians, union technicians, and of course union other trades. Mm-hmm. You know, plumbers, uh, framers, all of that fun stuff, but. Um, I haven't like really looked into to see how, you know, deep the union goes, Mm -hmm. but you know, with oil rigging and everything and drilling out here, um, they're huge on union truckers Mm -hmm. unions out here, you know, and everything. This is like the, the big crossroads of the United States for the highway system. So you've got trucks going everywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I believe they've got a big presence out here. Yeah. I I really do. I would be curious to see what their apprenticeship because I can't imagine their apprenticeship requirements are any less, but but I could be wrong. I, I would not have to ask an IBW person what what are your requirements in the Plain States? You know what what do you do there? Uh, versus and I and I really I really truly don't know because I'm not in the union, so it's like. Mm. But I I would I would imagine if IBW holds the same standard to their electricians there that they do here, that would be a pretty high standard. You know, I mean, I've, I've, I can, I can count on one hand the amount of union electricians that I wouldn't rehire. I mean, and I worked with tons and tons and tons and thousands of them. So, I mean, I've been pretty impressed. So it's like, I get the whole, I get the whole concept. But I would wonder in a state like that if they wouldn't, you know, be ringing the bell, going, "Hey, we got to get our, we got to get our lobbyists into the, into the, into see the politicians and see if they can do something." Because if they set the standard high and say, "Look, you have to have a minimum," I don't know. 12 month apprenticeship or 13 month apprenticeship or something besides three. That just seems really short. I mean, yeah, me- I, it, it really is short. Cause I like, I was uh, working with a, an apprentice at fire troll mm-hmm. um, for, what was it? Like three months, three months, but he was like, he was my apprentice. And so I didn't trade him out with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I had gone through like two other apprentices that were, younger guys and they just didn't have the drive mm-hmm. right they didn't really have any any passion for it I, I i felt like they just hadn't found what they wanted mm-hmm. right and this obviously ended up not being one of the things that they wanted to do mm-hmm. was work in our field and they moved on and i don't you know know where each of them moved on to but my third one he's same age as me you know 34 he's got kids he's got a family he's looking to provide for his family and I was like, you got into a great field because this field's not going anywhere. So if, yeah. so that's a good point because if you go through an apprenticeship program like our apprenticeship program here, you know, you're spending years, you're spending three years in this before you can turn out. 
And so, you know, I've had people drop because they said, like, I, this isn't me. I mean, they, this is just not, you know, I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn what you're what you're teaching, which I'm fine with. But there, then you're trying to put them out on a job. And so they're doing OJT, essentially, and then going, yeah, this isn't for me. So I could see that the turnover rate would be high. But if someone does stick with you, you know, and then and then you guys, you know, like each other, then they can pick up quite a bit. So so I would venture to guess. I mean, have you met a lot of folks like yourself, where where they've been in the industry from other states and have moved there, or just folks that are organically came up that became really good at it because they had passion for it, or what? What's what's been your, what's been your, you know, your experience? Uh, so far, with the, the few people in the state that I've worked with, because um, I, I wouldn't say that I've worked with you know a lot of people in the mm-hmm. state so far. Um, but there's been like about three or four uh, people that I've mm-hmm. met that have come from other states to this state. Um, one's come from Georgia and came to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, the others, I think it was Kansas, so not very far. Yeah, that's and a short Texas. drive. Yeah, okay. And, and Texas. So, um, and Texas apparently has a very similar setup as Oklahoma. Um, from what I hear, I haven't looked into it to verify, but you know that that's information that doesn't have any validity to it. But well, all I know is that is that the fire marshal down there has arrest powers. Like if you have a if you leave a system down in Texas, they can, and you don't you don't do the correct steps to inform everybody, they'll come and and throw cuffs on you and throw you to jail. So, I mean, they do take fire protection very serious. Almost all the states that deal with, with oil, petroleum products, have super high standards, like Louisiana. I mean, Louisiana's got incredibly tough fire alarm standards and, uh, you know, suppression system standards because of all the refineries. So they don't they don't mess around. Even in their food, like their kitchen hoods, yeah, the nice restaurant in New Orleans, you don't, you don't keep, you know, you don't keep your stuff inspected. They shut the door just like just like that. No, no sweat. So, you would it was it was just, I find it odd. And I tell, as you know, I tell my students that you're, you're in probably one of the best programs there is. And the tougher the the more hoops you have to jump through to get the licensing, the less people there are to do it, and the more money you'll make eventually and not that everything's about money but it kind of leans that way i mean right now journeymen up here are making incredible incredible money incredible money up here you know because the the demand is here well the demand is here because the licensing is tough to get and if just because you have the licenses you will know i know people that have licenses that i, I couldn't install an intrusion system today I, I mean, I could figure it out. I could muddle my way through it, but now I know a dozen people who are much better at it than I am. You know, and I would say, well, you know, that's that's this guy's gig. <laughs> Let him do it. So we've all sort of kind of fallen into the the different disciplines because there's enough work in all the in all the areas to to satisfy us. I think that's my theory on it anyway. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. But, you know, with the, as much work as there is, everybody can kind of fall into their, you know, one or two system niches yeah. and just really, you know, delve into it and become a, a, a super, super knowledgeable uh, technician in those disciplines, which is fantastic. And I think it's also a good thing because, you know, we're not always going to be able to 
know everything about every single system. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, and, and I and I really can't because I, I thought, hey, you know, okay, I, yeah, I know a lot about fire, but then you go to work on the new equipment. Like in the simplex world, you work on a 4100ES, it's not a 4100 plus, and it's not a 4100U. And even the newer ESs are not like the older ESs. There's, there's already revisions and changes that you have to be aware of, you know, and it's a, it's a different animal. It really is, it's a different animal. It's not a bad animal, but you know, you can, you can really deflate the bouncy house pretty quick if you don't know what the hell you're doing on one. So yeah, yeah. So overall, you've you've made this big life change, and you've worked for a couple of companies in in Oklahoma. Your family's you're happy. I mean, the the state itself is providing you what you need. You got good family down there, and and everything's going good. And that's so personally, it sounds like like you're in a, in a good space. Yeah. And you're doing fire, which I know was a big critical thing to, for you because you've got background in other systems, a lot of other systems. So what other, tell, tell the audience what other systems that you've worked on so that we just don't make this a fire conversation because I'm sure all the, <laughs> all the non-fire uh, people well, are going, man, this dude never shuts up about fire. What's up with him? I mean, <laughs> come on, fire come, on come on, man. <laughs> uh, well, I've done... Uh, Basically, fire and intrusion in CCTV and access control my entire career. Okay. Um, it's been more heavy on the fire side than anything else, but, but um, I would you say it. A, you yes. wanted to go into it because you were a DSC guy, right? Or DMP? It was I'm sorry. DMP. I'm, I'm DMP. So you were a DMP that's, guy, that's but my I remember intrusion you, <laughs> you wanted to go into uh, into fire pretty bad. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I've worked on uh, Notifier my entire career, basically, except for, uh, you know, select, you know, companies that I worked for that they just didn't touch uh, Notifier specifically. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's uh, Little Brother, Firelight, mm -hmm. and Silent Night, Potter, and then, you know, JCI worked on some Simplex, and then PSI worked on Simplex. Um, and all of all of those systems. So I mean, I've worked on a lot of them. Um, I've done a little FCI or whatever too, but um, uh, I've done a lot of Cantech for access control, which is so, a JCI product. So, is, so Cantech is just is that a proprietary type product or is it? Uh, I would say it's uh, dealer locked. Okay, is the way I would I would terminal uh, the terminology for that because it's dealer locked JCI. Uh, owns it mm -hmm. as a company, but it still has other companies that you know can install it. It's not like Simplex where it's completely locked. Got it. Uh, behind as a proprietary system to JCI. Um, so Cantech can be sold and installed and maintained by plenty of other companies as long as they're a dealer and certified. Got it. So, so same with like um, um, Linnell, you know, that right. those bigger access control systems, which I've done some work on, never got to program it because it was with GCI and I did it for Microsoft. So, yeah, I was just the boots on the ground, hands mm -hmm. in the in the panel and on the devices and the programming was done by the certified programmers. Got it. So, Microsoft, that's that small little little software startup, right? Yeah, that small little one. Little, little one we've never heard of before. So, uh, so why you know you taught and you taught integrated systems, integrated technologies, yes. when you were here, and so tell tell everybody what that was about. What 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 exactly did that? I mean, I could say integrated technologies, but what did that mean? So integrated systems. I was 
uh, trying to create a class where we would work on two different systems, learning them kind of separately, mm -hmm. and then learning about relay controls, right. control relays specifically, um, and all the possibilities that you can really do with those from you know the simple, this is what a relay is, this is how it works internally, so you can understand that there is an input and an output. And then we're going to actually work with the different types of relays and then have relays control relays, do something really complicated so that it's mind boggling and then figure out how to work it one step at a time to make it simpler and more easily understood. Makes sense. And then eventually, you know, integrating the two systems. So we did access control and CCTV in that class. Mm-hmm. And we learned each of those systems separately. And then we learned how they can integrate together at oh. the very, very end. Hmm. So it, it took my class a, lot, a long time to really get to a certain point where we could start really doing that part of it, mm -hmm. which was unfortunate because it came down to, you know, money, of course, for the lab. Because I, I am a true advocate for hands-on learning and making sure that, you know, it's not just you know, homework based, you've got to do all the reading and everything. And then we're going to do, you know, worksheets in class and I'm going to lecture at you for, you know, four hours. Mm -hmm. So I tried to make my class as uh, widespread for all the different, you know, three major learning groups that are really drawn to this industry. And we did stuff in class. There was lecture. Yes, there was reading homework and everything. And we went over the answers, but I didn't just read out of a book. Mm -hmm. I didn't just read out of a book. So it was everybody read out of the book, get the basic concepts of the chapter, and then we go over all of the stuff in class. So, you know, small lecture, and then it was nine weeks out of the 12 weeks with a lab at the end of the day, yeah. end of the night. So there was always a lab. So it was you teach it, you learn it in the class, we go over the book, you know, the worksheets in the class, and then we go and we actually do it. Makes sense. And get that hand-on experience. That makes sense, yeah. So is there any opportunity for you to teach down there? I mean, I can see you've got a fire panel, you got a firelight behind you. I do, I do. I, I have this is your uh, personal... a desire to have time to create a, a YouTube channel both to try to get going on you you know, teaching some basics and troubleshooting and stuff. Um, it's just been harder to find the time to do it yeah. than I anticipated. So, and two kids will you know, having, two, kids having two young slow, ones makes you it harder. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but I've looked into uh, even, you know, trying to teach it at trade school on, you know, stuff like that. And mm -hmm. there's no availability really that I've been able to find for trying to find a, a source where I can teach. I'm listening to you. I just got to answer this real quick. The um, no... There isn't isn't IEC down there? I mean, don't they have a setup like Oregon has? I don't well, understand. Yeah, I, IEC is down here, but they're mm -hmm. just inside electrical stuff. So, so the IEC it's, is it's, down there, but they don't do they don't have any limited energy, like a division like we have up here. Yeah, correct. So the the only thing that they have like that's close to the apprenticeship program is there's just an employment agency called JTC. Not the JATC, Not the but J the JTC. Okay. The JTC. So it's uh, an individual that runs uh, a basically a hiring program for people that want to get into the trades. So it's not just hmm. technicians for electrical low voltage. It's also for, you know, being a pipe fitter 
for sprinklers. So can you teach with them? I mean, are they offering you anything or? There's is no that, classes. There's no, oh, so there's just, no one's offering it's, anything. It's just like an employment agency where they just yeah. find you all the different companies that are looking for, for workers. So the companies right. go to him and go, hey, I'm looking for a helper, right? Doesn't matter if they're, if they're so, green or not, you know, I just need somebody who's interested in doing this field. So is it because there's not a super strict requirement to get your license that it, that, that is that why there's no, I mean, there's, there's, this doesn't exist because they don't have a need for it. There's no need to teach you something. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, can, I, I would speculate that, yeah, that would probably be the, the legitimate answer for yeah. that is, you know, with the information that I have, which is unfortunately very little, that would be the assumption I would have to make huh. on that is just since there's not really a requirement for too many hours in, you know, the system, cause it's just OJT hours and it can be for whatever system that you want. You just have to be in the industry for IDA. So this is, this would be a good example in this podcast of, of, of why laws, excuse me. <coughs> wow. Why laws and why the, um, the rules and, you know, in the state of Oregon, we have, OARs and ORSs, Oregon Revised Statutes and Oregon Administrative Rules. Those set the framework up for why we need all the different licenses that we need, whether you're an LBME or a journeyman electrician or a guy who puts up signs or backflow tester. doesn't matter. The, and I know that people look at our state and go, well, you're overregulated, except that we're not. I mean, we we regulate these things for a reason. Life safety is important for a reason. Berg is important for a reason. Access control is now everything. All the buildings in our campus, pretty much, are all access control at this point. So, the 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 for safety. I mean, look at look at the schools up here. All the schools are all access control, right? So we don't have some nutbag come running through the, through the schools and and shoot them up. So. Those are drivers that make the industry say, okay, you know, here's the materials and here's the need and here's the, the, the laws. So here's the framework that sets that up. To me, this is an excellent example of a government that works for the people to do specific things. And I'm certainly not here to, to knock Oklahoma government. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that I would, I would venture to guess that in the oil industry, it's not this way. <laughs> I would venture to guess, right, that not every not every Tom, Dick, and Harry can walk up to an oil rig and say, "Yeah, I, I know how to do this. You know, it's a piece of cake. I'll just uh, you know start doing it." I mean, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, but that's a big money maker for them, right? Land pipe and all that good stuff. I mean, what other? And and I would I would assume agriculture is a big thing in the state i don't know what else what does oklahoma do other than uh, i mean there, there's and... there's a lot of ranches out here so you got so, a lot of a lot of cow farms okay. um out here uh that i've seen um and i would say that you know of course electrical is going to be more highly regulated for for that stuff inside electrical mm -hmm. um in this state 
So they're going to have an actual apprenticeship program, of course, because they're mainly union. I'm sure there's non-union shops out there Mm -hmm. um, and companies out there that are uh, working that way as well, but I'm sure they still have to go through kind of the same process to get their, their licensing. I mean, so that you could see the need, but there's no reason to create something that no one's ever going to use. It, it, you, you, you kind of see what I'm, what I'm leaning towards. Like if you, if I have a, if I make a widget and I want to sell a widget, but the widgets are available everywhere, then no one's going to buy my widget. They can just get them from anywhere. And I think that's the same thing we're dealing with there. It was like, you could be an outstanding electrician. You can be the best fire alarm programmer you are and, and your, and your um, abilities might carry you far, but you know, trunks liners can show up and do it too. You know, I'll 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 take a, a line from, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. W- washing machines work hard. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of an interesting dilemma to be there and to and to to, to see you because I know your skill sets, and to see, you know, that it's like, I mean, and you're making good money. I would assume. I mean. I mean, yeah, I would say for this state, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. I would be making good money. Um, it's so significantly less it. down here than it is up there for for wages because, I mean, the licensing is very easy to get mm-hmm. in comparison to, to the state of Oregon or Washington. Right. Um, and also cost of living out here is right. far, far less uh, in, in average than it is in Oregon. Because uh, property out here is less expensive. So, what does a house uh, cost you in in Oklahoma? Versus, uh, so in Oklahoma, an average house is you know two hundred eighty. Yeah. See, so, so the whole cost of living so makes your, so inexpensive it's compared so to Oregon. Expensive, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, not that's less right shy of two thousand square foot. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's really inexpensive out here compared to Oregon. So the so the you you could almost say that the some of the detrimental effects of of implementing all these rules and regulations is that the economy it 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 sort of one thing sort of drives up another. You know, if you make it more expensive to to do stuff, then someone's got to pay that bill, and so it just sort of ratchets itself up. So I can see the opposite argument for everybody who's going to write in and go, "You don't know what the hell you're talking about." I've lived in, I've lived in. <laughs> like Florida and Louisiana and California and Oregon, right? And I've been around the globe. So I've seen economies that don't have anything and people live in cardboard shacks and paper bags. And I've also been in, you know, economies that uh, feed people well and make sure everybody has (laughs) food. So, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. But um, to me, it's just kind of a, an interesting, uh, interesting dilemma because here's a guy with your skill sets and all your knowledge, and you're certainly not pigeonholed, you know. But you know, you could definitely see. I, I, what I, what I'm hoping is that that they're able to start to implement at least some ground rules to help, you know, get an education system going because that in itself is a business, and it's a business model that works. In my humble yeah. opinion, yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, I think, uh, and I don't know if anybody has even tried, but if somebody would to you know present it to the state government of, hey, we want to make you know an apprenticeship program to to raise the standards, 
of you know what the requirements are for installing which would also mean we would have to alter you know the licensure mm-hmm. for the state and these respective fields and therefore you know it could potentially bring in some more money to the state yeah. for this yeah and also would you know affect the economy in mostly a good way some some ways it would be negative negatively affected because there's always a little bit of bad with some good you know um, depending no, but, on the perspective, right, right, right. But but I, you know, you you kind of see what I'm. I mean, and I don't expect you to run down to the to the, you know, state legislator and jump up and down and say, "Hey, we need to change this because this is new. This is you only been here what a year, year and a half. How long have you been there now? <laughs> One year. <laughs> oh, God. One year at the, the end longer. of September. Oh yeah. Okay, so just over a year. You're basically eleven months or twelve or uh, thirteen months. I can do math. So, you know, it might behoove you to start looking at that to see if there's any lobbyists that are that are lobbying for changes or to see who the big players are in there if that's what you if you want to go back into the into the teaching world because you had some skill sets there that I I'd hate to see you, you know, lose. For Yeah, I I mean I, I agree. I, I miss the teaching so much. Yeah. And you were able to construct a course and write the material for it. So it's not like you just pulled it off the shelf and you know, ad lib like I do a lot. You you just were able to piece it together yourself. Well, I mean, I I utilized a, a book to create a, a foundation. And then, mm-hmm. of course, I filled in, you know, the gaps and left out some of the stuff that, you know, I think is a little bit less of like, you must know this. Right. And more of, you know, we'll discuss it and we'll go into, you know, how the systems, you know, work specifically and how we make them work in all the different situations of, you know, the system can come across this and this. But, you know, I, I feel like my course, there's a lot to cram into it in a yeah. sense because, you know, two different systems plus control relays. And I also did a little bit of IP networking mm-hmm. and integrated systems. That's a lot of information in 12 weeks. It is, it is, but it's it's not. It, it obviously it was important, you know, Sam. So, to me, it would be, it would be nice to see, other. It would like it would be nice to see Oklahoma, at least recognize that they may, me they may have a problem. And you've sent me enough pictures on the stuff that you've run into. Uh, I think you probably sent me a dozen pictures, probably one a month, <laughs> right? Uh, At least. <laughs> you're not going to believe this. And they're pretty, they're pretty horrific. I mean, they should be, to me, it would be, it would be a multi, and, and I'm not here to fix Oklahoma's problems. I'm just saying, you know, Oklahoma doesn't have any problems if you ask them. But, but I'm just saying that if the fire marshals came at it from one angle, uh, the union came at it from an angle, IEC and all the independent electrical people who are non-union come at it at an angle, and the users of the and the and the end users of the product say, yeah, we really want a higher standard. I mean, you said, d- does Oklahoma City have a different standard than the rest of the state? Yeah, it's kind of like you know, city of Portland, right? Where mm-hmm. city of Portland has a, a different uh, way of approaching fire systems than a lot of the other surrounding non-metro counties do, mm-hmm. right? So they're following a different seventy-two. They're following a different NEC, and they also. Oklahoma does have their own code book. Okay. It's it's very small, but it's I mean compared to Oregon having, you know, the three statutes that 
are you know required to know and you get tested on um they have a small one and there's in the test for the fire alarm system it's mainly out of the 72. Okay. It, it's mainly system based so it's mm. not not necessarily electrical code based there are electrical code questions on the test and there's a few oklahoma code questions on the test and then of course osha mm-hmm. so you've got all of those things that you mix in and if i remember correctly it was a um 72 or 75 question test yeah. and they gave you two hours to do it right open book so yeah it's open book i mean so you got your your own code books i mean yeah but, i mean i have my own code books so i was i was told that i didn't need to bring them when i went to go take the test at the facility of that that they would provide them so i was like oh sweet i don't have to throw this in the truck and then i get there and the only thing i brought was the oklahoma code book and there was no code books oh no seriously so i took the test without code books. and then you passed yeah big timer think it's you see yeah so you came there with all this knowledge you're like hold on, i got a whole backpack full of knowledge and how to do this. I'll, I'll, I'll wing it. Nice. Yeah, I did. I, I did. I, I winged it and uh, I passed. So, huh. so the, the, uh, the, you know, I, I could definitely see where that would be, would, would be advantageous. And, and I, you don't see me running down to Salem here to try to change the laws. Like, you know, because in this state there's enough, there are people, they pay people to do that. It's definitely not me, but uh, I could definitely see, you know, if I was stuck in Oklahoma and I had to, you know, and I was bouncing into stuff like this, I I could consider doing that and at least figuring out what the path was. But I could also just go, oh, hell with it. I mean, this is what it is and it is what it is. I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to put food on my table and go go hunt deer or something or whatever it is. What do you do there in the off time? Like, like what, what yeah, goes yeah. on? It's a big sportsman's place, right? I mean, yeah, it's a big sportsman place. Don't but, shoot you cows. Know, don't... They get really upset about that. I do know that shooting a cow, even though they're easy to hit, is not advisable. <laughs> I wouldn't advise it either. <laughs> I wouldn't, even though they're just, you know, down the road. Right down the road. Right down the road. And don't wrangle them either. They get they, they can get a little bit, like, upset about that. All right, Ray. So what do you do? What What does Oklahoma offer that, um, I mean... Uh, well, Oklahoma offers, uh, you know, quite a few things. It's got, you know, what they call mountains out here. Really? There's a mountain On there? the, the east, east side of the state. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. they've got, you know, a few few lakes, but there's more man-made uh, lakes and, and ponds mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, but they do have, you know, the science museum for the kids. So we take the kids there every so often. Their nice. news pretty good and undergoing some cool renovations, which is mm-hmm. really cool. So, um, and then we just hang out with family because my wife's family is out here. Right, so right. That, that was the big here. motivator to move down. I know that. Yeah, it was one of the big motivators to move down. Wanting, wanting a change and, you know, having family alongside made it a lot easier of a decision to make. Yeah, it's good for your kids and all that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's in the future for Colton? I mean, are you just going to hang out and do the do the ADT thing? Are you going to try to change disciplines and go back into, into intrusion or into access control or CCTV? Or do you just take whatever ADT throws at you? Uh, what is it? It's not ADT now. You said it was, they changed so it. It's not ADT commercial. It's, it's called Everon. Everon, right. Rhymes with Chevron. Yep. Got it. Yeah. So what, what are, are, is Everon going to use you in some other capacity or are they just going to keep you in, in this niche or what are you going to do? 
Well, so I'm mainly doing fire stuff, mm-hmm. but I still do some camera stuff and access control and CC and uh, intrusion. So I do okay. actually a lot of DMP on um, either oh, so DMP right fire or DMP here, right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I love DMP and yeah. everything. So I'm I'm working on DMP panels majority of the time uh, when it's intrusion or access control, and then. Um, they do have me doing some, you know, Vista Honeywell first alert uh, stuff and everything. So I do that every so often and mm-hmm. come across the, you know, the old P1 panels back before that merger happened. Oh, so they also then they would allow combination security, you know, fire. Yeah, it's not like, like the, Vista. you know, it's not like the city of Portland where no. they ban combo panels. They sure so did. there's plenty of plenty of combo panels that are out here doing fire and intrusion and mm-hmm. access control and everything. So, so you're doing it all yeah, at that point. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I, you know, dislike about those systems is that they've got fire on them because they're not the best to work with. So, um, not to say that they're, you know, horrible systems cause right. they're, they're not, they're just not the best fire system. Because you know, dedicated fire systems are really good at doing fire. Right. Dedicated intrusion systems are really good at doing intrusion. You know, when you put all your eggs in, in that one basket and make that your niche, you're going to be pretty good at it. Yeah. Right. So, it's just making them. You know, combination is not not the best idea in my opinion. But you know, it was for a good cause. It was you know making you know good money, making it easier on you know the consumer mm-hmm. and everything. So I really understand where it all came from and why it was done. Um. But I'm actually trying to uh, move from service at uh, EDT Commercial Evron to uh, install. Okay. So I'm I'm looking forward to to doing that, doing mainly fire for that with uh, other systems attached to it. So it'll be multi-system projects that I'll be be working on and everything. So we'll see what the future holds with that. Mm-hmm. Don't know when that will exactly happen, but. Um, I'm hoping to be, you know, running jobs on that side of this, the, the oh, spectrum cool. for install and uh, having an actual crew. So they'll probably be decent sized jobs, which I'm going to really look forward to because I love those kinds of jobs. Yeah, I remember you like the big ones. So uh, does 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 uh, Everon have a specific brand that they pop in? I mean, they're not using their own panels. So do they do, they do uh, like, do they, are they beholden to, to Firelight or Silent Night or Potter or is it just... Uh, you know, like Yahtzee, uh, whatever, whatever DMP comes dealer. out. Oh, so it's only DMP. Well, so well, they do DMP for the intrusion. Uh-huh. Um, is the the main seller that they use. Um, I don't really know all of the systems that this specific branch is okay. installing because it was it was an uh, acquisition branch. It used to be Red Hawk. Oh, okay. And so oh, it became oh. ADT Commercial okay. on one of those mergers. Yeah, Red Hawk, that small company out in you know the south. I heard about them. <laughs> so okay, so just like because Gage works for uh, an acquired company that was acquired by ADT's Commercial, so I get that. So, so it was um, so because their specialty was a DMP and they were a DMP dealer, then you went to you went them. So they're not going to install just like blank brand of fire only system. Well, yeah, I mean they have EST is uh their uh dealer oh, so they're also a dealer well, you fire know, system. You, i'm surprised so the, do they not know that you have a background in 
Yeah. Oh no, they know they have a ba- I have a background in EFT uh-huh. and that I'm EFT three certified. I was they're trying say. to figure out how to transfer it over. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also uh at the end of November I'm I'm gonna go get my four cert. Really? Yeah. Okay, yep. well then that'll that'll change that's a game changer there. That is a game changer. I'm really excited to get the four because uh the end of PSI mm-hmm. uh they're having that four in the, the tech room. Mm-hmm. I was itching to learn on that one I bet. see all of the big changes that they made and just be like oh, thank you yeah that's that's cool that's really cool so you're going to go to arizona for that or you're going to florida yeah going to arizona for arizona, that one nice that's i a, forget which city it's in again who cares but, it's some i don't know awesome. some i have place. a buddy who lives out in arizona so i want to go visit yeah. with him again yeah that's a, I, I when we sent jason there he loved it and he loved it his biggest thing was he called me up one time, just as Jason Wells, he calls me up, he goes, my God, the program is like, it's like C++. I learned this as a kid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good, this will work out well for you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I like C++. It's, really I, it's nice. very similar to it. I guess that's what he told me. I've never, never, I was scheduled to go right before I left and went back to, to the hill, so I, I don't know, you know. I'm, I'm my, my whole world is, is right now just simplex. Simplex. Just, just simplex, 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 and you know, it, I like kind of just bouncing into one system because it, you know, allows me to 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 become better and better at that. And uh, we've, uh, I've kind of dialed in a lot of the graphics on their on their system, so we've 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 kind of, you know, I, well, I'll tell you what happened. We went out to work uh, to do an inspection, and the the. Uh, we remote in and we use an iPad, usually our iPhone, to remote in and run run a, a VNC, so RVNC. So we can run in, we can see exactly what, what you see on your computer, it's just like PC Anywhere. So we're running it and I'm setting up this the, the NAC circuit so I can do the same floor I'm on, because we do floor above and floor below, so I'm just shutting off and what I don't need and turning on what I do need. And trying to manipulate the zoom on the TSW, which is the, the computer, the head end, and on my iPad, and be able to do this in a timely fashion because you're affecting patients, right? And move was like, well, this is nuts because you're trying to put your little tiny cursor, which you're driving with your iPad, in this little <laughs> tiny box. So you, you zoom the box, and you click on that to change its state, and then, okay, we do a pull station, watch the thing go off. Uh, I gotta change screens now to go to my reset system reset and, and silence button, which is not on the same screen. And I'm like, what idiot built this screen? Well, I'm that idiot. So I went back and after we were done with it and I saw all of the, how, you know, how difficult it was, went back and redid all the, the, the ways that you would connect to it, including put big fat buttons on it that you can't miss. Instead of like little tiny buttons, like big buttons, it gives you a big, you know, strike. So we download the system because I did part of it and I did the rest of it uh, this week. So it'll go down next week. And uh, I, I clicked on it and like one screen now is like, it fills up the whole iPad. You can't miss it. So we've gone from Night. this little tiny help, you know, you've got to zoom because you've got to zoom the PC that you're talking to and then zoom your iPad, which is easy. I mean, that's just two fingers, but to zoom in on the machine is like go touch the button and then you know it's because you know you're working a mouse with your ipad and it it takes a bit it, and the guys who do it all the time are super fast at it and i just said you know now they looked at it and like oh my god that's going to make life 10 times easier and I looked at them both today and i said 
you are the customer. Like, you are my customer here. Like, I program for you to make this thing work for you because it's just a, it's just a head end, it's a UL listed head end. So I can do anything you want on the graphics that make it easier for you to make it more efficient. And, uh, and they were like, oh yeah, okay. So these guys go out and they find any graphical errors. Like if the smoke detector is in the wrong spot on the room, they'll write it down. And then I'll move the graphic to that spot. Yeah, because then it's very nice. detailed. They send me exact details like, okay, like you have it like in this corner and stuff, but it needs to be like in this corner and stuff. And you know, or the or the things, and we're able to knock them out now in a super regular phase. Like like they tell me about it one week, and the next week the the changes, and they're like, oh my god. So, you know, between that and then awesome, you know, all real honest to god problems. Like we've got a couple of issues popping up that are we're taking care of, and the new construction, you know, and uh, they uh, identified one area where, you know, where there was some lacking stuff lacking, and we were able to to you know, modify what we need to do to, to, to get to get systems up and running and, and uh, you know, reduce false alarms and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like you could just, when you're in, when you're looking at it and you're trying to, to make it better because of, of somebody who engineered something, you know, entirely bass backwards, it's nice to, it's nice to be able to make those changes. You know, like, like I don't really know exactly what school teaches you that when you open up a, an autoclave and steam comes out that you should put a sensor directly above the autoclave. Like that's a, that's a big head scratcher for me. And, um, and that's a, a good, we had one where if you short cycled the autoclave at all, which I mean, you put, you put something in there to, to sterilize it. And then if the machine has some sort of glitch, like power glitch or whatever, it goes, Oh, I've got to be restarted. You've got to open and close the door. So in this particular area, you could see the design of all the devices laid out. They're all in a nice, neat rows, just like you'd expect any layout to be, except one that is directly above that autoclave. So there's two near it, and then like out of the like if you look if you were just drawn, you went, oh, let's put one right above this machine. <laughs> why? Like why would you do that? Why would you add more? Because you know how much each one of those heads cover. It's quite a few square feet there's no reason to have this one there anyway it's like someone said well this machine is a potential false alarm monster we should put a head above it yeah <laughs> I, I was like, so like it to think about that this was this happened last year i think about the fourth time this thing went off i go to there and i go to see what's going on because i respond and the supervisor pulls me off the side he says every time this machine sort cycles this happens every single time and I'm like, well, okay. And we're very easy. Turn on, just turn alarm verification on, on that one device, that one device. Now it's done. That's, that's solved, fixed. And there's two smokes within 12 feet of them, you know, so this is an extra one anyway. I'm certainly not going to take it out because I don't have the authority to do that, but I can change the algorithm to make sure it works a little bit yeah. better. Done. Like simple fix. And with the new software, you can like, yeah, I make this one verified and then we have a rule with the fire marshal that like if we have if we have a certain areas if we, we have to do that then we'll have to add one that's not so if i have a like one room where i've got a problem for whatever reason and we make that a verified device then the rule is on the opposite side of that room we'll put a non-verified device and so we'll, we'll double the protection in the room one of each type and those are the rules that we the standing rules on how we do it it's just a stroke of brilliance it's a stroke of brilliance man 
That's really nice. It's really nice. So you at the at the end of the day, you know, I look back at the systems and on with all the devices we have out there, if I have, you know, like six troubles, <laughs> that's a that's nothing. I mean, you know, known issues that that are going on. Our biggest issue has been has been dealing with, you know, supply issues and uh, apparently the the company we worked through had some sort of like ransom attack or something. Something yeah, went, yeah, I heard something about that. went awry and it affected their, their ability to move product. Yep. And that was not, I don't know all the details because I, because you know, you can't, you can't like read the news. The, the news is kind of, you know, useless. So uh, you, I'm like, I have no idea. And so the, te the tech's like, yeah, we don't know either. All we know is that like all this stuff stopped working one day and we're like, how do you fix that? He just goes, wait, well, I don't know. You know, they're working on it. So it's interesting. It's an interesting time. Yeah. What? It is an interesting time. Yeah. Anyway, well, it sounds like uh, you're doing good. Do you want to say anything to the, to the folks here that might like get them to move to Oklahoma to be next to you or <laughs> should they all stay in Oregon and, and avoid the cows? Property's cheap out here. You can buy a house for less, you know, less than you can in Oregon. Property's Probably cheap. Buy two houses. You can buy two houses for one that you would get in Oregon, right? And yeah. it's obviously you have your firelight panel going in, so you're building a little school in your garage, which I appreciate. Yeah, I'm trying to. Can I collect some more devices? And you have seen no tornadoes, so that's a myth. I have not seen any tornadoes yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you don't live in an area like you don't live in Ardmore yeah, or someplace south of Oklahoma City where. No, I know, and we we've had the sirens go off once. Really? Okay. For 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 shelter in place because there was a, a touchdown, and I forget what I don't I don't know exactly what their their mile radius rule is for their sirens, mm -hmm. uh, but they only go off when there is touchdown. Oh wow! Yeah. So there was a touchdown. It was what they consider close to us. Right. So it was right. within, we were within, you know, the, the hazard area. And so the siren went off and everything. And it was, uh, gosh, well, it's, it's like almost midnight mm -hmm. when, when this went off. So luckily the kids were just fantastic. They didn't get freaked out or anything. Okay. We just brought them into, cause we don't have an actual storm shelter, uh, in this house right now. So we just put them into, you know, brought them into the bathroom, which is the closest to the mm -hmm. center of the, the house with no, no windows. And uh, they went right back to sleep. Nice. It was awesome. Yeah. So, are you gonna look at one of those cool shelters you put in your garage? That the have you did you have you seen those yet? Yeah. Uh, well, which one? There's oh, I, the end ground one. Uh, yeah. No. No. There's ones above ground that go in your garage that the door goes in, so that you know, because if you have to push the door out and debris goes up, you can't get out. They go in, and the the guy who advertises it <laughs> runs like a Chrysler into one. You've never seen this? Oh my God! No. You've got to see this. It's a it's a white. I mean, it could be any color, but it's a basic room that's put into the foundation of your home so that it doesn't go anywhere. And then the the demonstration is this is how strong this thing is, and they just crash a car into it like flat out. I mean, it's not like dude. just bumping into it, dude. It's cruising, and you see this car, and then like the people inside like open up the door and like, hey, we're okay and stuff. I'm like, dude, if a Chrysler can hit it. I want one. So yeah, yeah. And then the, and he talked about how I learned about it because he because because I've been to Oklahoma, I've been to Ardmore and, and Oklahoma City and stuff. But um, 
He goes, oh yeah, this is all the evolution of this particular product. And he goes, the doors go in and he describes why, because if, if you have a door that goes out and, and your house falls on top of it, you can't get the door out. And, and he showed the interior. It was really, really cool, man. So I thought for sure you'd already have one by now. Nope, not yet. I mean, we we haven't bought a house out here. We're renting for now. Oh, okay, I get it. But uh, so we're renting, renting until we can, uh, you know, buy a house. Awesome. So, well, well will you come back it, on it when when you when you get? I mean, as you move, especially if you get your Ford certification and you start you start doing the S two full time, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, I would. I probably wouldn't be doing it like a hundred percent of the time, what? but yeah, I'll be doing EST four, EST three. Um, stuff of course majority of the time nice but you know everything else on top of that because dmp yeah yeah which i know like i said and i have no problem with that because i know you're a dmp like fan so and i saw you do some pretty amazing things with the product so yeah it fixed a lot of problems out here for us when when we had them yeah psi yeah remember that problem yeah they took care of that that's a good product. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a great product. And, you know, I have, uh, since I've got that dealer admin experience, mm-hmm. um, I don't have that out here. I don't have access to that out here. Oh, no way. With uh, ADC commercial. Yeah, I, I've asked for it, and they're like, oh, I if you could have one. Oh, my God. Did you need that? You that, know, was, and that was that I'm already been, like, calling our tech support and going, hey, we've got issues with this. This is yeah. how we're going to fix it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, just yeah, start yeah. going through it, and they're just like, how do you know this? Oh, you know, because I used to do it. Dude, I just, I, I feel like if I was in your shoes, I would just feel like I was just teaching every time, everywhere I went, I'd be going, okay, well, this is how a toaster works. You put the thing in. <laughs> I know that's not the case, but. Right, yeah, it's, it's not the case, but there, you know, there's, there's instances where I'm just like, okay, I've seen this issue before. This is what needs to happen, and this is where it's located in dealer admin. There's an easy way to fix these problems back in the 80s where I come from, but no, I get it. <laughs> All right, my man. We'll definitely, definitely come back on, will you? I will, yes. Awesome. Thanks for meeting with me today. It was fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.